Today's episode is brought to you by Audible.com. With Audible, you have access to the internet's largest online library of audiobooks, and you can download the books and listen to them anytime, anywhere. Recently, I've been listening to Andy Dorfman's book, It's Not Okay, and I've been loving it. I've been reliving the horror, which was Juan Pablo's bachelor season, and I've been reliving the glory, which was Andy Dorfman's bachelorette season. And that title, along with thousands of other titles, are available now on audible.com. For a free 30-day trial, go to audible.com and use our promo code IJUSTWANNACHAT20 and start listening to a great audiobook today. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary and guys, I am so excited. We are here today with my good friend Liz Malin and we are going to recap last night's episode of The Bachelorette. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about the stupid feuds that kept happening. We're going to talk about David and Jordan. We're going to talk about Colton, who I am at personal feud with because... I want him gone. I want him gone. I don't like him. I want him gone. And we're going to talk about all the dates. We're going to talk about our front runners. So stay tuned. It should be a good one. All right, everybody. I'm so excited to be here today. We're talking about The Bachelorette and we are talking about The Bachelorette with my special guest, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hello. Hello. Okay, guys, I'm very excited for this because I have been talking to Liz on the internet for like a year at least. And this is, like, the first time that we're talking to each other on the phone, like, one-on-one. And, like, now I know what her voice sounds like. I was very nervous, but I'm very excited. It was so nice of you to say yes to letting me do this without knowing what I sound like. This So thank you. This is our one-on-one date, and everyone just gets to, like, spectate on it. Perfect. Like, they get to just, they get a front row seat to our one-on-one. So I'm really excited, and I will be on my best behavior. I'm really going to try to impress you. You already have. Wow. To get the rose. Oh my goodness, I already get the rose. Incredible. Okay, I'm just gonna like put my feet up and relax for the rest of it then. Sweet. So, last night's episode was content filled, but yet at the same time, so boring. Like, I felt like I was watching it like for days. Yeah, if I were to pick a highlight, I would say David and Jordan going at it. Do you know what's weird? Like, I wouldn't pick that as a highlight. I guess I was like the most entertaining drama just because Jordan is ridiculous, but like also funny. But at the same yeah. time, like, I don't know, like I just so didn't care about it. And we'll get into this later, but I really liked David before that whole thing. And then I was like, like it didn't pick yeah. David in a good light. There were no winners in that whole thing. But Let's just get started. So the episode opens up and it's already laying the groundwork for the David Jordan feud drama. And I love David, but like, why is he feeding into the drama? I maybe he's just there for the wrong reasons. I did think it was kind of ironic that he was dressed in the chicken suit when he came out of the limo. Yeah, and then he has and such then, a problem with him like being naked and all that. Well, that, but then they, um, that he was just, like so into scrambled eggs. Yes. Okay. That brings me to another thing. David was like allegedly making scrambled eggs, but those look nothing like scrambled eggs. They were burned. That looked like an omelet that he was like crunching up with his spatula. And like, do they not have a bigger pan at the bachelor mansion? It was like a dozen eggs in a tiny pan. All of it was just like ridiculous. So I was already like, hmm, something's fishy about David. He doesn't know how to make scrambled eggs yet. He likes to eat them. Because I mean, and he's a dry chicken. Kitchen, kitchen wise, I feel like scrambled eggs is like one of like the basics that everyone learns how to make. Like after they're like thirteen, right? Yeah. Like I feel like, I mean, like nothing could be easier than making scrambled eggs. I don't think, 
but his definitely looked like an omelet and it was um not good not good so i was already my red flags were up uh for david you know it doesn't know how to make scrambled eggs feeding into the jordan drama it's not gonna it's not gonna be good um but so then chris harrison comes in and delivers a date card and it says that some guys will not get dates this week and why like why do they like There's already, it seems like there's already so few of them. Yeah, like, I feel like they could definitely, like, put, and who were the people that didn't get a date? It was the guy that looks like Wells, Ryan. And then who was the other one? And he's already lost on me. I don't know who. So he was, like, the banjo player. Oh, bless his heart. He didn't get a date this week? Yeah, and, like, so I thought that, like, after the final rose and everything, I thought that was going to be very promising, but he's been so boring. He's gotten, like, no airtime. It looks like he's on the next episode, allegedly, but like, I don't know. Well, maybe they're doing that thing where the the front runner doesn't get a ton of airtime. So maybe he is a little know, more prolific is, later on. This is pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I guess we didn't see any of Lauren for a long time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see, but I'm, I'm like not counting on seeing him in future episodes after the next one. Um, but so... Mm. Chris delivers a date card, and then going on the next date is Wills, Jason, Jordan, David, Jean Blanc, and Colton. And then it shows the next scene, which is Becca meeting up with her gal pals. And one, I'm already annoyed because Caroline is there, and I, I don't like yeah. Caroline. Like, how do you feel about her? I feel like she's still probably trying to audition for Paradise. One hundred percent. Like, I mean, the after the final or the women tell all thing that she did, like I. I know what you did. I know what you did. And I don't know how you could do that to another person. Like, it was just, like, such a paradise audition. And then, like, now every time I see her, I just roll my eyes. Like, I have zero interest in Caroline. But I was kind of excited to see this date because Becca is finally in a actually, like, sensible outfit. She had, like, a very cute sweater on with, like, little, like, white tassels. Yes, that was so cute. And like finally, but then that apartment that she's in is so pink. I don't know. I kind of loved it, but like it was my, well done. It just seemed like a lot of pink for me. My dream house is like pink, 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 like all Barbie. Over. The Opal House line from Target is like everything is like in pink and coral, and I need it all. I'll um, have to go look. Didn't it just come out? It did definitely come out, but I've already looked at it like 30 times because I'm at Target that often. That might be like a thing about me. You know? Who doesn't love Target? I mean, who of us? Who of us don't love Target? Anyway, cute, very cute white tassel sweater. And I have a couple things to say about them bringing the girls back. First of all, Colton stuff aside, this has got to be like salt in the wound for Tia. She had the best spot locked in before this whole like Ari Becca breakup thing happened like I'm sure they had already prepped her and everything I'm sure she signed the contract like this has got to be like painful for her kind of like what they did with Luke where they're like oh yeah you'll be the bachelor just kidding but like they never brought Luke back to like sit through like all these guys that like she could be dating and like yeah this like cool experience that like could be for her and i mean like and i don't like tia because i thought that she did becca the other becca like dirty last season and yeah. i just felt like she was uh everything was her bachelorette audition um like she skipped the whole paradise thing she knew that she was a shooting for paradise she wanted to be the bachelorette so like that whole thing had to just be like salt in the wound like so awful for her but 
so like all the girls are sitting there and then it's time for the boys to arrive then this is another thing i don't understand about the date i don't understand the logic behind bringing all these hot mega babe girls that will potentially be dating these guys in paradise like i don't understand like i thought that was a weird dynamic too like bringing all these like hot girls in for these guys who are like fighting over like one girl but like they're all getting one-on-one time with all these girls like painting their nails giving them massages all this stuff and in the back of their mind they probably know if i go to paradise like i'll probably date this one because at this point how many of them really think that they have a clear shot with becca because there's already got to be front runners yeah, I'd say probably only two or three, and they may not have even all been on the date. Yeah, like, I think the ones that, and this wouldn't be, like, my list, but I think the only guys that really think that they have a shot with Becca is, like, Garrett, Blake. I think Clay thought that he had a good shot with Becca. I think um, I think Jason thought that he had a girl, good shot with Becca, and, like, maybe Lincoln. I think everyone else is just kind of along for the ride. Oh, and David. I think that he thought that he had a good shot. But all these other guys, like, so, like, they're just meeting these girls that they're going to meet in paradise, like, the next time. Like, it all, it just seemed, like, so weird. I didn't like any of it. It seemed like they kind of set themselves up for disaster. Yeah, and, like, in like terms so of those like, connections are already being made and, like. Yeah, like, oh, watch out. You can't be flirty with this girl because you're here for Becca. But, yeah, uh, yeah that and was then, like, weird. I'm sure we'll see some in paradise where it's, like, when I met you that day at the spa thing and I painted your nails, I really felt a connection. Where, like. If I was on the receiving end of that, I'd be like, oh, that kind of makes you a skis because you were dating my friend while you had this connection. Like, weird. The whole thing's weird from start to finish. Did not appreciate. Did not like. Two thumbs down. Agreed. But, um, so then Colton and Tia see each other. And I'm so exhausted. It's so awkward. It's awkward. Colton is clearly there. And again, I'm not a wrong reasons person. I believe that everyone that comes on the show is open to finding love maybe, but like they also are comfortable and okay with the idea of being on TV. There are people that like take it to a higher extent like Jordan, but then there's people that literally like are not there for the right reasons, but yet they're still going to pretend like they're emotionally invested in this. And that gives me the creeps and that is Colton. So like this whole Tia and Colton thing, how can Becca not see here we'll get to this in a second but there's she's a smart woman so i don't get it anyway colton and tia see each other it's awkward then becca says hi to all the guys and then she forgets jason's name oops and that is so awkward which is funny because will's name was on his jacket it's like why didn't jason just do that instead like it was so weird and i just I don't know. I felt bad for Jason, but he will forever be known as No Name Jason to me, I think. And I just don't like his hair slicked back like that. That just gives me a weird vibe. Yeah, he does. He looks like the guy from Marvelous Miss Maisel, and he looks like the guy from Mad Men, and neither of those things are good um, at all. Not compliments. Not, yep, not compliments at all. Like, I mean, he's not objectively, like, bad looking, but anybody with his hair slicked back like that, like, it's a skeevy, you know? Like, it just kind of... It's like used car salesman Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what he looks like with a different haircut. Maybe. Like, I'm not too interested in it, but whatever. But so, Colton and No Name Jason um, have a talk about how awkward the whole situation is. And again, like, whatever. I'm so just over... Maybe it's because I see right through Colton anyway. 
So I'm like, any time that we spend focusing on Colton's storyline is like a waste of my time. Do you feel like that? Or like, are you kind of invested in the Colton thing? 50-50, I guess. I feel like in the way Tia described it, it could have gone away as far as him coming on the show to see if there was a real thing with Becca. But there is always the possibility that he thought it was going to be Tia like everybody else thought. Mm-hmm. Well, like, so. his intentions were never pure. He clearly got with Tia so he could be with the Bachelorette before she was a Bachelorette. And then, like, because, I mean, like, that's what Luke Pell did to so many people. Remember? Like, Luke, like, yeah. slid into, like, a bunch of DMs of people and said, like, hey, I'm going to be the next Bachelor. Like, let's... Like, I'll take you to the end. We'll get engaged. Like, we'll stay together for two years. Like, you'll keep the ring. All this stuff. Like, so Colton is just a fame monster, and I don't like him. And every second we spend watching him is a waste. Every second I spend talking about him is not a waste because I guess it's, like, content for the podcast. And, like, I'll do anything for content. But still, I don't know. But then the guys start pampering the girls. And, again, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Yeah. And Kendall? Good point. I'm pretty sure it's Kendall. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, it's nice that we're going to be pampered, but I just want to see who's going to pamper Becca because that's why we're really here. Yes. Kendall, she is there for always, the right reasons. Kendall, as always, is the voice of reason. She is smart. She's a smart girl. Yes. Um. So then Becca pulls Tia aside to chat about the Tia Colton situation because apparently, like, that's all, all we're going to talk about today. Um, and it was awkward. You could tell that Tia, like, I don't know if she still had, like, feelings for Colton, but, like, I think she was trying not to straight up say, like, Colton applied for The Bachelorette, like, for me. Like, I don't know. But yeah. I never liked Tia's attitude. Like, I just don't think I like Tia. But, like, Tia seemed, like, bitter to be there. Like, she seemed like she wasn't having fun. Rightly so. Like, she's allowed to be bitter. Like, it's a bitter situation. Like, she should have been The Bachelorette. Not should have, but, you know, if things... She had it, like, in the palm of her hand, and then she lost it. Right. So I understand her being sad about it, but I don't know, like, the whole thing. Do you have anything else to say about the Colton-Tia situation? No, I think it's dead. Yeah, like, it's dead. It's dead, 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 dead. But so... Casket. Yes. So it is um, the nighttime portion. Oh, wait, this is the last thing I wanted to say. Okay. How does Becca, like, not see through it? Becca is a smart woman. Like, how does she... I don't know. These guys are just burned, so smooth. She's been burned so badly by Ari. Like, why not just send the the wrong reasons guys home? Like, when it's so clearly like, oh, he dated your friend when he thought she was going to be the Bachelorette. She wasn't going to be the Bachelorette. He broke up with her, and now he's here dating you. Like, it's all so weird. He does get, like, a little bit of points in my book for telling Becca, because, like, imagine if it came out during this episode. Like, I oh, would yeah. hope that Becca would have just sent him home. But... Still, it's, just, it's all not good, and I don't like Colton. He's got to go home. But now we're at the nighttime portion of the date, and Becca looks amazing. This episode was a good episode for Becca because her styling up until this point has not been good. And I think I'm going to have to disagree. She looked good at the nighttime portion of this date, but then the train goes off the rails after that. Really? Like, I thought that everything, like, was pretty good. Was this when she was wearing the red dress? Yes, right? Yes. Okay. But, like, I mean, it's way better than, like, the red jumper, red lipstick, like, pin straight hair thing that they, like, did for her last week. Like, and all, like, the glitter and stuff. Like, I like the metallics, but 
when they keep putting her like in these like sequined hot pants and like sequins everything like it just it doesn't seem like her because she seems like so chill so cool so relaxed you know yeah but then they do like a sequin mesh thing for her one-on date one-on-one date and then more like like, sheer sequin messy mesh ensemble for the dinner portion of that date um, Which I that one, like, I guess, was okay. I liked her look later, like, on, like, the group date, like, the second group date, and, like, the rose ceremony night. Like, she's starting to really, 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 like, just look good. Yes. Whereas last week, I was like, honey, what are you doing? No. Stop it. No. Um. Anyway, so, the first guy that takes her aside is Jean Blanc, who... He was so smooth. In the beginning. Oh, no. Just how I he, don't... like, pulled her away. Yeah. Look at her nails. I thought that was funny. I really like him. I think he is extremely handsome. I don't see any sparks there. Whereas like last week I had him in my top four. I don't think he's in my top four anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't. I think he'll go abroad and then I think he'll leave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like he'll make it to like one or two trips and then that's it. But then um, Becca pulls Jason aside or vice versa and then. She says, I really like Jason, but then it's like, why didn't you remember his name? And then she says, yes. Jason, I really have a crush on you. Then why didn't you remember his name? Like, like, I understand being, like, stressed and, like, blinking, but if you, like, really like somebody, I feel like you would have remembered, right? Right, but then you hear Jason say, like, oh, and I know you're going through a lot, and I was right after Colton, so maybe she was still just flustered. Maybe. Between having to, like, play it cool that Tia and Colton already know each other. You know, I really liked Jason this episode. Like, I never really cared for him, like, that much. And again, like, I don't think he's, like, that handsome. But, like, his personality, he seems pretty good with the flow. I think he's probably right reasons-ish. And, I don't know, he did, like, a good save with the whole name situation. Because he could have, like, drawn it out. He could have been, like, fake, hurt, offended. Like, I think he played it up just the exact right amount, and then he let it go, and then that was good. Yeah. I feel very neutral about him as far as like he's not overly dramatic Mm -hmm. or you know there for the wrong reasons kind of thing yeah and then so it's like their first like real day and then they start smooching a lot and I don't know like he's fine will he make it far possibly maybe he'll be like a top four guy but you know time will tell time will tell I would say at least top six yeah okay top six yeah I feel comfortable putting him there Okay, so the next we go back to the guys, and I love it on the show when you could see, like, a conversation come up so inorganically where, like... You know the producers yeah, fed you know them the, the line. producers, like, fed on the line. So David brought up the whole Tinder Jordan thing in the most awkward way because you could tell that a producer was like, hey, ask Jordan about that Tinder thing. Or, hey, we yes. know that Jordan has 4,000 matches on Tinder. So he goes... Like, in the middle of a conversation, he stops it, and he's like, Hey, uh, so, Jordan, what were you telling me about those 4,000 matches you have on Tinder? Well, and Colton is the one who first brought it up, I was think. Was it really Colton? What, yeah, he said, I thought so what were you like, saying about that Tinder thing? Huh. He's like, oh, just how I got a notification that I got 4,000 matches in 2017. And then David really took it and ran. Okay, because I thought, all right, that kind of makes me think differently of the situation now. But but still, I, I totally the line was, was definitely oh. fed to Colton. 100%, yeah. Whoever said it, it was like the most inorganic, like weirdest thing ever. Um, yeah. 
Okay, this Tinder thing is no big deal to me, honestly. Like, 4,000 matches, like, yeah, like, that... That's a really big number. That is a really big number. But, like, let's look at the facts here. He's He's a well-meaning model. He's from a small town in Florida. Okay. He is good-looking. Like, say what you want about him. He's objectively attractive. Like... Yes. Like, I don't think he's, like, hottest guy in the world or anything, but you look at him, he's a good-looking guy. He's in a small town in Florida... He has all these professional Wilhelmina model photos. I'm sure he says that he's a model on there. He could say yes, 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 like to everything. And he probably is going to get matched with, right? Right. Which is why he says he has a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. So, like, I mean, it's not like he's, it's not like he's, like, it'd be very I'm easy I'm sure he's not a get, liar. Mm, like, that, I'm not sure. Like, I don't think I fully trust him. But, like, the 4,000 thing, like, why not bring it up? Why bring it up if it wasn't a real notification he got? But I'm saying the matches, I'm not, I do not believe that him having 4,000 Tinder matches means that he's starting 4,000 relationships with, like, some girls or that he's um into 4,000 girls. Or oh, that He's no. even into, like, 100 of them. Like, I think... Anybody in his small town in Florida probably says yes on him. So any, like, swipe. It's been so long, you know, since I've been on Tinder. Any swipe or whatever the direction is, like, the right one. Is that swiping right if it's good? Yeah. Some are are swipe right for yes. Some are swipe up or down. There's Okay. So, like, I mean, he could have just swiped and probably 90% of them are going to be matches for him. Right. And most of the time, isn't it just, like... And girls probably like that in Gangsville, Florida, or wherever he is. Yeah, are you just looking for a confidence boost most of the time? Like, oh, I wonder if this is a match. Swipe right. Oh, yes. And then that's the end of that mm-hmm. interaction. But, like, I could not, like, care less about the Tinder thing. Although, it did bring us, like, some pretty good one-liners. And it did kind of bring up, like, some... Some funny drama. Like, even though I was annoyed by it, at least it was better than, like, the Colton Tia stuff. Yeah. So David well, can, David cannot bring up or let go of this Tinder thing. And it sucks because David is spending all this time on it where he needs to... Like, how does he not see that Jordan is not a threat at all? Like, maybe if That he, is a very good point. Like... Because David seems like a smart guy, and he's cute, and I actually really liked him, like, before this episode. But he's so clearly not a threat to, or Jordan is clearly not a threat to David. So why is David investing so much time? Maybe if it was, like, someone like Blake or Garrett or Clay or, like, someone, or even Jason. We're like, oh, maybe, like, this guy has a real shot with Becca. Like, I gotta warn Becca because I really like her. Like, did you see that hug that was exchanged between Becca and Jordan? Like, when Jordan went oh, in for the hug? Becca, like, stuck so back and, like, left her hands down. Obviously, she wants nothing to do with Jordan. She has to keep him for one reason or another. He'll go home on, like, a two-on-one, I'm sure. But, like, like why is David wasting his energy and he's making an, a fool out of himself? I almost swore, and I really don't even swear. He's <laughs> making a fool out of himself, like, during this whole thing. It's so weird. So weird. Yeah. When I just one of my favorite one liners was from Jordan saying that he totally got into David's head yes, and okay, he should pay this. him rent. I love that. I wrote it down and I'm going to steal it probably like for forever. But 
I feel like David totally got into Jordan's head and David just was egging Jordan on and was not renting any of his headspace to Jordan. Here's the deal. There were no winners in that whole situation. Becca didn't want to hear about it. Becca probably doesn't even like David that much. Like, I don't know. And she high-fived Jordan anyway, so. Yeah, like it's all really, really weird. I don't give a hoot about the Tinder thing, um, but I do need a gif of that Becca Jordan hug. Like <laughs> so awful. Yeah. Um, then Colton has his time with Becca again. I'm so over the whole storyline, except for she gave Colton the rose. What? Yes. Oh, and Blake looked so heartbroken. Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't Blake's date, right? Oh, Blake oh, was that was. Oh, that was when I'm jumping ahead to yeah. the second group date. But I think everyone was like a little shocked. And I just, yeah. I'm going to question her judgment for forever. She's welcome to do whatever she wants, but I'm welcome to question her judgment, and I do, because that was a ridiculous call. The fact that he's even around is ridiculous, but then he gets the rose. Ridiculous. Yeah, the rose should have gone to Jason, probably. Yeah, I thought that Jason was going to get it, for sure. Like, that was weird. But that kind of seemed, I feel like there's always an A-team date, and then, like, a B-team date, where, like, she kind of keeps, like, all her, like, good options on one date and then like the other date was kind of like the second second ring of potential suitors yeah but i don't know if i would do that as my strategy like i don't think i would do that either and i bet you she doesn't even organize who goes on the date so i bet you the producers do but like this date i don't think that there were any real like viable options for her on there like i liked jean blanc and i liked um i like jason but other than that, like, I don't think that there's any, like, strong contenders on that date. Whereas, like, on the other date, like, that, the rose could have gone to, like, anybody on that date. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? But, like, I didn't really see her having a connection with that many people. Anyway, Chris gets a one-on-one, and I am all out on Chris. I don't like him. I've, like, never really liked him. If I have to see that meme of him and how he looks like the guy from Friends one more time, I'm going to flip out. If I have to see another meme comparing him to Ben Stiller, probably going to freak out. Like, no, I'm not going to oh, freak out. and I haven't seen any of those. Oh, really? So I, I feel, feel like happy about that. Maybe it's because I follow, like, way too many Bachelor accounts. That could be it. But, like, I don't know. I'm all out on Chris. And I guess we could, like, go into the date. But they go to Capitol Records. Richard Marks is there. Who I've never okay, heard of. Fine. I think he's just, like, a really famous songwriter. Yeah, but, like, the only song I know is the one song he sat down and sang at the piano with Becca. Yeah, but, I don't know. So I'm going to chalk him up as a one-hit wonder. I I would agree with that statement. And it was just so awkward, all of it. Like, when Becca's introducing her, or him, her date to Richard Marks, and she goes, here he is, award-winning, Grammy-winning. I'm like, yeah, like, that's what it means to be award-winning. Like, he won Grammys. <laughs> like, it's just the whole thing... I didn't like it. I didn't love it. I wanted it to be over. Becca was singing and she like didn't really want to be singing. Yeah. There was so much secondhand embarrassment where I just tuned the date out. Yeah. And then, you know, they share their poetry. Yeah. And, and like everyone's just looking at Chris. He just dropped the mic. Yeah. Like he just dropped the mic. Like, no, he didn't. Like it was so weird there's zero chemistry between chris and becca except for i kind of liked it when they danced like i thought that there was maybe something there like when they danced but yeah during like the, then, night, the nighttime portion what were you gonna say 
Oh, I just want to know. So it seemed kind of questionable if he was going to get the rose or not, Mm -hmm. just because there wasn't a whole lot going on from what I saw. So then, like, what happens when they're supposed to go into that giant empty ballroom for their private concert if they didn't give the rose out? Richard Marks would have been pissed. He would have been like, I came all this way. I'm here to play my my song. I'm here to play my hit. I'm going to play it for somebody. They probably would have just done, like, Becca crying because, like, that decision was so hard to make sitting there while he plays that song. Yes. Which would have also been a lot of secondhand embarrassment on my end. Um, But so Mm -hmm. Chris and Becca have their nighttime portion. And, again, I'm tuned out. But Chris is, like, opening up about his dad. And it's sad, but it's very, like, intense for our first date. Yeah. But they talked about that in the hallway when she was like, oh, you just need to... Be comfortable opening up faster here. Oh, no. Like, it was just so weird. And then Chris said, I told Becca things that I haven't even told my best friends. What? Yeah. Like, you're telling this person that you're going on Too a first date with these very dramatic things that you haven't even told your best friends, and now they're going to hear about it on national TV? Like, Not? Well, it's like, okay, so he tells Becca. But he's also telling America. Yes. And your best friends still don't know this. It's very, very, very strange, and I didn't like any of it. Don't like him. And I think maybe I don't like him because he reminds me of Brian from last season. Yes. And also because Chris's age is ambiguous to me. He could be 26. He could be 35. He could be 43. Like, I have no idea. Like, I mean, I have an idea because I know that no one on the season is, like, over 31. But he is... Well, doesn't it list their age? I'm sure at some point it did. Like with their name and their bio? I've never... Like anytime they're in an interview? Um, Like it probably does, but I literally do not pay just don't care. to Chris. So I just think that I haven't like picked it up. I don't know. Maybe I should pay more attention because like I do this weekly. I know that they do list the ages, but I just think for him I just never noticed. Maybe they want to keep him ambiguous so they don't put his name or his age on there. It's like baby Becca all over again. What a treat. Yes. That, that was so fun last season. Let's do that again. She's what? really mature. Yes. She's a 23, but a mature 23. Just like me. I'm also a mature yeah. 23. Um, okay, so that date is fine. Over. Chris could make it to top six. I heard that he's going to be like the big villain of the season. Oh. That yeah, that's, would be That's what Chris interest. Harrison said. Hmm. So, you know, only time will tell. Um, So now that date is over, and now David is going to the hospital. There's a lot of blood. And I knew it was going to be a misdirect. Like, in all the trailers. That was so anticlimactic. In all the trailers and stuff, like, they made it seem like he got into a fight. Obviously, if he was going to get into a fight and there was violence and someone was, was, like, going to the hospital, production would have been shut down. Like, yeah, there would have been a huge news story we about it. We would have heard about it. It would ago. have been Bachelor in Paradise, like times a hundred, maybe not times a hundred, mm-hmm. but like it would have been like a really big deal. But like, how embarrassing for him! Like that sucks. Oh, and my favorite Jordan quote from that: "Chickens can't fly." I think we all learned that tonight. One second, <laughs> I have to sneeze. Oh, bless I'm so you. sorry. I'm so sorry. And I would say that I'd edit this out, but honestly, I'm probably not going to. I'm sorry, everybody. Um. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, big misdirect. Then it shows like the morning after. And Lincoln says, none of us really knew if he was going to make it. 
Really? Yeah. Really? He was not going to die. Lincoln has always been very overdramatic. And this was evidenced again in this yes. episode. Um, it was displayed. It's been displayed over and over and over again that Lincoln is just like a little The picture ridiculous. was broken. My heart oh. was broken. Yes. Okay. I saw this thing while we're talking about Lincoln. I saw this thing on Facebook today in a Facebook group that I am in. And technically it's a closed group and I'm not supposed to say anything. But I have kind of heard this before, but I read this morning by somebody that went to college with him. It says, Lincoln's Nigerian accent is 100% fake. I went to undergrad with him. He told everyone he was from London and had a pure British accent. Also, he's a psycho. And then she tagged a friend as like a witness. That like, Oh, I saw that too. So I've always had like weird things about Lincoln. And I think I was right. I'm definitely all out on Lincoln. Yes. Yeah, so like, but I'm just wondering, it's hard to fake an accent for that long. Mm-hmm. But I guess Crystal did it too, so. Oh, my goodness. Him and Crystal match made in Paradise Heaven. I would like to see I that. I they're I, there together. I would like to see that. I would like to see them just, like, combust together. Like, it will be great. Um, like, it will be great TV. That's what will be great. It won't be great for them long term like mentally or anything um right but then in the morning they even make it out of paradise together yeah but in the morning after the accident thing blake was explaining the accident and he looked legit traumatized and like grossed out and concerned and i fell in love with blake even more well and then they showed pictures of the blood and the, the amount of blood was very impressive yes like i'm very interested to see like what his face looks like next week me too because in the preview they They blurred blurred it it out yeah I'm very interested to see. Um, So Chris Harrison tells Becca about David and he starts off. First of all, this was the worst. Like I would have like, I would have been so mad at Chris if I was on the receiving end of this. He starts off. There was an incident. And like, he's making it sound like, like David was mauled or was murdered or like, was like ganged up on by all the guys and they hit him. And that's why Becca was like, who did that? Who did that to him? And Chris is like, he's in intensive care. He fell off the Which, bed. That is that is an impressive injury to just fall out of the bed. He must have been on the top bunk. Yeah, he's he had to be out of the top. Oh, yeah, because Jordan was, like, putting up the bumper. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So it had to be, like, a top bunk injury, but it was all very weird. And then also, why couldn't Becca just visit David? Like, Becca says, can I see him? And you Chris can call was him. Like, you could call him. I wonder if they couldn't get cleared to film in there or something. I'm guessing either that or they just didn't want to risk any spoilers. Maybe. I don't know. But it just seemed like such a prime opportunity for like a shot of her like next to a hospital bed looped over with like audio of her crying probably like from like the finale episode making it sound really dramatic. Like I could just see how they would in my mind how they would edit that all together. Like her black and white standing by a hospital bed. Yeah. The with footage of her of like her running. Being broken up with by Ari dubbed over like <laughs> like it would have been cinematic a cinematic masterpiece and they missed it missed opportunity um but yeah so jordan was very funny and he said like more funny quotes i wish i could remember them oh when he said like i've never heard a fly and then he winks oh yeah so he he's, had a good in on the, he's in on the joke yeah. Like, I think he knows that he's, like, the hilarious narrator and he has no chance with Becca. And I don't think he's in any way, like, attracted or wants Becca at all. 
No, I think it really is just a a modeling mm-hmm. boost. One hundred percent. So it's the next group date, and I didn't write down who was going on this group date. I kind of got distracted. But um, this here's my theory. Every season they have a date that's like clearly for somebody. This football date was clearly for Clay. They were clearly hoping that Clay would be like good enough or like be like a big enough catch to be the next bachelor because like he's a former NFL player and he's also like a like a person of color and like all this stuff like he's like the complete package except for he has no personality. But like right. this football date was clearly made for Clay to be like a spotlight on Clay date. Right. So like clearly he's the team captain of the blue team. Mm-hmm. His pump up speech in the locker room was so weak. We're going to go out there and win. We're going to spend time with Becca. Yes. And then they cut to Leo. Who is my favorite and I love him. And he has the greatest one liners ever. He is so great. His pump up speech was like, yeah, let's win this thing. Yeah. He was, had way more animation to it. And I just, was like mm, Clay must have never played in the Super Bowl because that <laughs> pump up speech was really not that great. Not good. At all. I don't know. It's just it's so weird. It's like Clay's like the complete package, except for and he's very charming, but he has like no personality and he is very dry. So I yeah. don't know. But like you could tell that the Bachelor was hoping that he would be the next batch, but it's not going to happen, especially now that he went home early. But we'll talk about that later. Um, then just some highlights from the game. Garrett is there, and I say it every single podcast. What I've decided to do is separate Garrett and his social media social media usage from Garrett on the show. Garrett has apologized. I'm going to take that as a sincere apology. I'm going to hope that he truly has educated himself. I'm going to hope that he truly sees that the things that he liked or did whatever on social media were truly this heinous and offensive and wrong and I hope that he's learned better and he's like not that guy anymore if he turns out to be that guy in the future of course I'll be like all out on him because his apology wasn't sincere but I'm going to take his apology as a sincere apology and I'm going to say that on the show I'm very much in love with Garrett I really like him I think that he's very handsome um and I loved watching him play football what do you think about Garrett um Basically everything you just said. Okay. Thank you. Because I know that there are some people that are still like all out on him. Like he's canceled. He's ruined. And that's a fine opinion to have. But, and it doesn't mean that your opinion is right or wrong. It doesn't mean that mine is right or wrong. But like, I mean like with when someone apologizes and said that they've learned and they say that they've seen error in their ways and they've done the research and they figured out like what they did was wrong. Like I'm inclined to believe that. So I don't. Yeah. I so think anyone deserves a second is. chance. Yeah. But then and the again, benefit of the doubt. But if he shows later that he has not changed. And also, like, he he's from Reno, which, like, is a very conservative town, according to my research. A very, mm-hmm. like, conservative town. And I don't want to make too many excuses for him because, again, like, what he did was bad. And those things that he liked and agreed with were bad. Very, very bad. But you're also kind of a product of your environment. And if you're living in an echo chamber where everybody and all your friends are posting these things, of course you're going to believe them until you're educated otherwise. So he believed those. He's been educated otherwise. And he says that he 
doesn't agree with those things that he liked now and he realizes that they're bad so you know what maybe i'll just put that to rest on the garrett thing like garrett is in my good graces on the show and i really like him i think he's very handsome i think he looks like jamie dorden and i think that he's adorable and i think becca's gonna pick him in the end those are some hot takes that's my rant i i think it's gonna be him and blake in the end and we'll talk about that later but i like watching him play football other um hot takes from the football game was we saw chris don and he was there and i didn't think that that was the case i thought that he had gotten sent home yeah i was happy he was still there there was some funny commentary about him being a former globe trotter Mm -hmm. so that was fun to see him yes on the field and, like, the final thing I have to say about the football game is about Clay's injury. Is Clay, yes. like, a retired NFL player? Well, I guess not no. because he had to go home to get surgery. Why in the world would he take a risk like that? Why would That's he what be, I'm wondering. Why would because... he be allowed to take a risk like that? So I think in certain NFL contracts, they probably have, you know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they, like, can't even do, like, a turkey bowl or... Yeah. I've heard, you know, they can't do skiing or snowboarding or anything that's going to increase their chance of injury. Mm -hmm. And so I am wondering, I looked on his Twitter and it said he, it looked like he had played for the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. And he said the episode and saying he's all healed up and done rehab and he's ready to get back to playing football. Mm -hmm. And he's looking forward to finding a team to play with. Oh, so and does that mean he's a like a free, free, free agent? So I think it could either mean he was a free agent or because um, because of his injury, his contract might have been waived. Hmm. Because Do you know a lot with, about sports? I have no idea about any of this um, stuff. I like to watch them. And I do have a friend who plays for the Packers. And so I messaged oh, him today to kind of ask about this. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, everybody's contract is different, but you could – kind of void your contract if you get hurt doing something besides playing football hmm. and i don't think bachelorette football counts wow you could literally tell me anything pertaining to football and i would just believe you because i have no idea about any of it you could tell me that clay is going to be severely punished and put in nfl jail and he's never allowed to watch a football game like again in his life and i'd be like okay yeah like that sounds good like that's that right. be true yeah, I have no idea about it. So thank you for being our sports consultant for this oh, episode. Oh, you're welcome. But it makes me feel so bad that if he doesn't find a team to play with, then he kind of left the show in vain besides, you know, having that surgery to get healthy again. Though because he probably does have a career in the Bachelor franchise because, again, like they would love it if you would be the Bachelor. Like I right. think they would be over the moon. But yeah. On the couch with the guys who's saying, you know, what if I have, you know, three years left Mm -hmm. in the NFL, you know, that's a good opportunity to provide for my family. But then if this injury is what ended his contract, then I feel like he kind of wasted his shot at love with Becca. Yeah. I don't know. But I like Becca was never going to pick him anyway. I was kind of I wasn't shocked when he got the rose. Because of, like, the injury, and he was clearly, like, the MVP of the day. And, like, normally Rose goes to, like, the MVP of the day. Even though she had such a great little one-on-one time with Garrett. Like, I thought they were just going to, like, 
do it on the couch or something. Like, their chemistry is off the charts. <laughs> and then same with Blake and Becca. Like, that was so cute. Except for the girlfriend oh. situation. Blake called her, her his girlfriend, which is right. a little weird. And I don't know but how I feel about though? that. Because he's already had a one-on-one date, right? Yeah, but I feel like you can't think of her as, like, your girlfriend until, like, bottom four. Like, that's what I think. But then it was weird how Blake asked if she feels like his girlfriend, and they very conveniently edited it out. Yeah, I, I noticed that, too. Yeah, so I wonder really what her answer don't was. Don't ask the questions you don't want the answer to. Yeah, but I wonder if she said, like, yes, and maybe that would look badly on her. Like, maybe she was being partial yeah. to him. Or maybe she said no, and then that just looked badly on her, too. I was surprised that yeah. they even left that question in there. But... I don't know. I have a very good feeling about them, and I think that Garrett and Blake will be the final two. And I think in the end, Garrett will win, but Blake um, Blake could be runner-up, maybe Bachelor. Who knows? Even though, again, I say this every episode, but I do believe that we will see a Peter Krause Bachelor in our lifetime. I would love to see that. I believe that it will happen. Um, oh, <laughs> by the way, as far as spoilers go this season, mm-hmm. I have been amazing at dodging them. Normally, I feel like every season by this point, I know something that I don't want to know. But this season, like, maybe I just haven't been as into it. So I haven't been, like, looking at as many Bachelor things. I don't look at comments as often anymore. Yeah. I haven't been spoiled yet, and I'm loving it. I'm pretty sure I haven't been spoiled yet either. Isn't that just just... a lovely feeling? Yeah. I mean, and usually at some point, I can't. But I think I'm going to hold strong this season. I'm proud of you. Real proud of you. But so, then it's the nighttime portion. Clay comes back, and his arm is in a sling. And does his arm have to be in a dramatic sling for a wrist injury? Um, Maybe, just so it doesn't get worse. I don't know. I'm no medic I don't or know. medical professional. It, was, it seemed like a prop. Like, it seemed like a prop sling. But, um... Well, no, I think it was necessary, because then... You have to keep it elevated or something? Maybe that, but then at the rose ceremony, it's just in like a soft cast, yeah, and it's not in the sling. So I, I think part know. of that is just to like keep you from using it, or hmm. I don't know. But really quick, who's paying for these ambulance rides? Oh, it's got to be ABC. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, except for just... Jordan said that funny quote. He said, "Could you imagine when David fell out of that bed? It was like, could you yeah. imagine having to use your insurance money for that?" And it's like, well, you don't really use your insurance money. Like, the insurance uses their money for that. But... Right. Like, but even does, still. Does Jordan know how insurance works? Who knows? Maybe um, not in David's case, but definitely in Clay's case. I would have just said, uh, producer, can you drive me to the hospital? Because an ambulance is ridiculously expensive. Yes. I wonder if he had to, like, leave in the ambulance or if they just had a medic there... That's neither here nor there. No matter what, ABC is going to pay for it because they're. In I his, sure hope so. Yeah, he's in their care, but also he's an NFL player and he could probably cover it too. Um, so I hope so. Clay got the rose. I just don't see it between them. But you know what? That's fine because he ends up going home. Um, right, but I did not really like his commentary after getting the rose. I can't even remember what it was. I think I was so tuned out. He was just talked about how you know getting the rose is a real affirmation that you know your feelings are reciprocated. 
totally unnecessary. Every guy in there knows what getting a rose means. And I felt like it was just rubbing salt on the wound for them. And he seems above that. I don't know. Like, I wish I would have watched that part. I think I was just tuning out. But um, maybe that was when I had to, like, restart Coco for my daughter. So she could watch something so I could watch The Bachelor in Peace, you know, like a good mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so now it's cocktail party time. And at this point, I feel as if the show has been... Like, I feel like I've been watching it for four continuous days at this point. I was, like, in drought. And also, I didn't know if the end was in sight because, again, my daughter was watching a movie on my phone. So I couldn't, like, see where I was at in the episode. So I was like, wow, we have a whole cocktail party and then we have a rose ceremony and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, But they ended it at just the right time. Was there anything Except I hate the no rose ceremony cliffhangers. Yes, I hate it. And I hope that they don't get in the groove of doing that again. Because remember with Rachel's Give us two season, next week. Every single episode every was single like that. Episode. And I hated it. Yeah. Like, they could do that once, maybe twice. And this was a good cliffhanger to end it on. And the, the episode was pretty action-packed. And but... if you were watching it live, there was a lot of news coverage interruptions. So... Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I heard about that, like, little, like, Trump meeting Kim Jong-un thing. The, just that little that little thing that happened. Oh, yeah. But I didn't. Just nothing serious. Yeah, just... I think it cut into like the first 15 minutes and then it cut off the last like 15 minutes. So I had to watch the cocktail party after the group date oh, off weird. of the app because it wasn't on my DVR. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. It's okay. <laughs> Anything for the podcast. I'm sure you had to watch so many ads. Um, Actually, no, just one. What a time to be alive. I watched it on Hulu, yeah. and uh, we're very bougie in the Arndt family, and we pay for the Hulu with no commercials because we don't have cable, so like we felt like it was a good trade-off. Anyway, so that I didn't sounds have to incredible. watch any ads either. Wow. Incredible. I went to my parents' house to fast-forward through the ads because I did not want to watch it off of <laughs> the app. I do not blame you. Not one bit. Anyway, um, so Clay told the guys that he has a choice to make he has to either go home and get a surgery so then he can continue playing football or stay and try to win back his heart and like a rational level head level-headed man he chose his career and maybe he definitely he had, made the right choice yeah maybe if he had like somewhat of a connection with becca maybe that would like if it was like garrett or blake making that choice i'd be mm, maybe stay around for becca but this one i'm like yeah, yeah but at the home. same time like okay you go have the surgery and then can't you just, like, come back if it's a relatively short break? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't understand any of it. But I'm kind of glad that he's gone because, like, with these guys, I would love the show if it was Becca saying at, like, the first row ceremony, you, 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 and you, I see a potential there. Everyone else go home. Like, if we, like, just focused on, like, real relationships – Maybe that's why I was all out on this episode, because with everybody that got attention, with, again, the exception of Blake and Garrett, and also Leo, I love Leo, um, Mm -hmm. with everybody else, I'm like, you're just wasting my time. Like, this isn't, and I shouldn't complain about it, because, like, I mean, I made the choice to have a Bachelor podcast, and I do enjoy (laughs) watching the show, but it's like, I would rather watch real love connections happen than, like, have to watch a bunch of, like, BS. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like even watching the bromances form. Mm-hmm. I, um, so yeah, so that was the end of the episode. 
And they showed the preview for next week. And we don't have to deep dive too deep into the preview. But I thought that next week was going to be two-on-one time. Because I remember seeing in, like, the preview for the whole season that they were in Moab or something for two-on-one. So I was like, oh, they're in Park City. They're going to go do the two-on-one in Moab. But they didn't show us any preview for the two-on-one. No, and so, then it, they called it Hawk City. And I'm thinking, are you sure you know where you are? because yeah, that's definitely Park City. And um, so now I'm thinking that they're going to split that episode up into two again. So now, like, the whole timeline is off. And now yeah, I'm if this pissed. is the start of the no-row ceremony at the end of the episode cycle. Please, no. I need structure. I need structure. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that is the end. Do you have anything else to say, Liz? Um, no, I, I guess I thought Mike would maybe have more exposure at this oh, point. Yeah. Mike is gone. Especially since your tweet went viral. Yes, I thought that maybe my tweet would have saved him, but if even my comedic genius on Twitter um, can't save him, then nothing will. Right. I did like Leo's one-liner about him, though, how yes. he said, he Mike looks strong. like a lovely blonde woman walking around. Which is very funny because like, Leo really has does. the best hair out of anyone. But then I've seen when Mike has his hair in a bun, and I thought, oh, is that production? Oh, no, that's Mike. <laughs> Not a girl. Not a girl. Okay, before we leave, who is your top four? As it top right four. Now? Ah, um, Blake and in Garrett. Oh, no, this is not in this order. Okay. Um, Blake and Garrett and I think maybe Jason. Mm-hmm. And then it's maybe a toss-up between Connor and Colton. Okay. I could see that. I think that's a pretty solid top four. I'd say mine is... I'm still going to throw Jean Blanc in there. I believe that he can make it. I'm going to say Jean Blanc. I'm going to say... I think I need one more episode to see where this whole Colton thing is going to go. Because if it's just drama after drama after drama, then who knows. But then again, we do have that clip of him saying that he's a virgin. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm. here's my top four. I'm going to okay. say Jean Blanc, Colton, Blake, winner being Garrett. Winner being Garrett. Okay. But if the winner was Blake, I would not be surprised. I don't know, but I just see it a lot. And then also like the tradition of the first impression Rose guy getting. Yes. And all the, you know, Caitlin and Jojo saying like, oh, and my fiance got the first impression Rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so, I think that girls are a lot more all in very quickly where like they kind of like form attachments like really easy. Mm-hmm. and quickly so I feel like if she formed that attachment with him right away and formed an attachment with Blake right away that's showing me my top two yes yes all right oh, yes Liz it's been an honor I'm so glad that our first one-on-one date went so well I'm so glad that you were here you are so funny and so charming and so lovely and I'm so excited that I got to talk to you can you tell everybody where to find you online if you want them to find you I don't know if you're private or not um on Twitter, I am not private. And All right, that tell is everyone Smith. your Twitter. Twitter is LizSmith1. Perfect. Everything's spelled normal. And then Instagram is private, but I'd love to have you follow me, and I will follow you, ba- follow you back. Um, that is Liz S. Malin, L-I-Z-S-M-A-L-A-N. Perfect. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Here's the big spiel about things that you need to do. 
Make sure to follow I Just Want to Tap Podcast on Instagram. Make sure to join our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is so much fun. We're on there all day talking about funny celebrity gossip stuff. If you have like any thoughts that you want to share about like Ariana Grande or The Bachelor or really anything that has to do with pop culture, join our Facebook group and talk to us on there because it is literally like it's a blast and a half. So join us on I Just Want to Tap Podcast on Facebook. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mary Person. Make sure to follow Liz and make sure to use our promo code. I just want to chat 20 for a free 30 day trial of audible.com. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to rate and subscribe. And Liz, again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. It was so fun. Yay. Okay. We'll talk soon. Bye. Okay. Bye.